can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you any money to go And that's why Movies we missed Hey, 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 hey! Welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I'm your host, Brandon Greenhouse, and this is my lovely co-host, Jane Moira Hammer. Ooh, and you are listening one. to our podcast. Uh, it's it's me and it's she. And uh, together we make we. Um, so yeah, Jane, how are you doing? I'm great. I love that we're the collective we, and that is you and I, not um, what the British call urine, you know? Oh, absolutely. And speaking, actually, of we and of our collectiveness, I do want to remind our listeners that if you want to keep tabs on what's going on with us on, like, a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. um, Jane is social media maven. Um, <laughs> she runs all of our accounts. She's responsible for everything that is there and, in some cases, is it. And I think that you guys can push back against her um, if you want to or if you feel like she's not doing her job. Feel free to let her know. That's what, you know, that's what this is about. You know, mm-hmm. and so you dictate what you want to see. Um, she's been doing a lot over on our, our Twitter. If you go check that out, you can check that out at MWM chat. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies We Missed. Um, those are also sites that uh, Jane's been updating constantly. I text her from time to time and mm. I just immediately get back, you know, oh my God, like I'm on the accounts right now. I'm on the Movies We Missed accounts. I'm like, right. you know, I'm fielding questions. I'm talking mm-hmm. to, up and coming directors. Uh, she had, uh, she did a TED talk a couple weeks ago with Eli Roth, actually. And I think some of that's up on the, mm-hmm. on the website as well. So, yeah. well, uh, to be honest, um, he didn't actually pick up my zoom call. So it was sort of just me, um, on like an Instagram live, just sort of, um, <laughs> it's about 40 minutes of just like stalling. So <laughs> I feel like when I talked to you though, after you, you, I, I texted you in the middle of it and you said, so this is conversation was what mm-hmm. I think you texted me back. And you said like that you were having some sort of like groundbreaking exchange with well, him that you thought was honest, going to change movies forever. I think was a quote that you used if I remember correctly. Well, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be me and Eli Roth. And here's why. Um, <laughs> we are both extremely relevant in okay in the mainstream movie market i would say and um i did (laughs) that conversation would have been absolutely amazing of course like there's no way it couldn't have been when two minds like that come together um there's sort of (laughs) your face there's sort of um something special that happens and so i to be honest i i did not know and this is news to me what i'm finding out right now that you actually have opened up our instagram our facebook our twitter and actually peeped what's going on there because i didn't i i'm finding out now on the air (laughs) <laughs> the the emperor is not so, wearing clothes. The emperor is. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of surprises for you 
or maybe there has been along the way and this is sort of you bring them up now i think there's um, been some surprises for you too <laughs> it certainly has so certainly has. Um, and and one of those surprises is being held accountable by my creative partner and i think that's important um, yeah it makes me call in a question a lot of what you've told me there oh, was okay. Okay. Talk of you hanging out with Frances McDormand on her mm-hmm. ranch, you said, breaking in horses together. And yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe that didn't happen either. Fillies. Yeah. She wanted to break in some fillies um, in her stable. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, specific. Okay. And so, and some stallions, too. And I, they call me the stallion. <laughs> so it seemed it made only sense for Frances to make the call. I know I they know. call you an ass sometimes. <laughs> I've heard that. So you may be confusing the animal, but... Um, no, the truth uh, is, I, I, neither Brandon nor I run our um, social media. <laughs> wait, you're not running it? No, I'm not running it. Oh, I thought you were. Okay. No, Tara's doing it. What do you do then? I show up, baby. What do you do? I show up and I do this podcast and I'm prepared every okay. week. I do the oh. research <laughs> that okay. is called on, on me. I sure. constantly, I know everybody's name. I know characters' okay. name. I know directors. I know producers. I know makeup artists. I know everybody's sort of oeuvre and that comes together and makes the movie. And that gives me perspective. I Right? Right. Okay. Well, I'll bite. Um, how about you start by giving me the name of the makeup artist on the movie that we watched this week? <laughs> quick, quick. Uh, okay. Um, and now, I now. will absolutely spit it out to you right now. No, 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 no. Right now, I hear a clicky, clicky, I, I, click happening. Give me the name. <laughs> give me the name. It Five, is four, three, two. Frida Ardister. Oh, okay. no, Karen, Karen Blinder. Karen. Oh, you went with the name you could understand. Okay, I see that you mispronounced that the first name, but that's to be expected. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> this is... Uh... This is what you're getting, folks. I have to go uh, to a separate... Yeah, well, I'm famously under research, but, you know, whatever. How how are you, Brandon? I'm stressed. That's what I am. I am, too. Uh, I'm so stressed. You guys, by the way, let's try and, like, we... This is coming out Christmas Eve, but we are recording it on, like, the week of Thanksgiving. And I know Brandon and I both have a ton to do this week. So we're both really stressed. Um, but, um, so I don't want to stress. You guys are probably like very excited for Christmas right now. I'm sure you're all listening to this on Christmas Eve and neglecting your families. Was that the end of your statement? I just, I felt like you wanted to say something. I was, no, you didn't. I didn't really. I felt I was I felt worried that we were going to make people feel um, sad about our stress on Christmas, but people don't care about that, right? No, I have so much work to do. It's like not even funny. I I have a like I have. Here's the thing: I have like a presentation in front of peers tomorrow on like a 400 page book that I'm on page 50 of. So like that's like that's like. There's nothing to hide behind. It's not like discussion. <laughs> it's like I'm at the helm of the ship. So it's well, you so you're not gonna sleep tonight. No, I have to get up. I have to get up really early tomorrow and just start in on it. 
Are you leading the discussion? You have to come yep. up with questions. All right. I have, well, a, I have a thirty minute. I have a thirty minute presentation on the reading, and then I open up the floor with pertinent conversation mm-hmm. to 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 I guess facilitate a robust uh, discussion that's going to be over an hour long. So uh, yeah, so we'll see. But do you have to have any visuals for the um, presentation? I mean, no. Okay, that's good. That's good. So at least you just like... I wish. I wish that was my concern. <laughs> well, what I mean is like you could trip to Google and come up with questions. You know, you don't have to like create like a... Yeah, there's no smoke and mirrors though. Let's see if we can put yeah. this degree to work though. Me performing... <laughs> <laughs> person who understands what's going on um but that that's neither here nor there you know and that doesn't really really matter what matters is the time spent with family mm-hmm. and friends and colleagues oh i just realized i have another pocket on these pants that i'm wearing that was did not know that was there wow is there a it's like a tiny pocket i was gonna say it's like a tiny pocket i guess you just put like a couple dollars in it maybe or a little you know a little yeah a little ketamine um but <laughs> Jane gave me uh, the movie to watch this week. It I was none, none other than the Spike Lee. Uh, I'm sorry, my bad. I was getting confused. The Nancy Myers okay. um, <laughs> opus, uh, the the holiday heralding hilarity uh, that is Le Holiday. Le Holiday. Um, that was the French. I think the French that is Le Holiday. Is that was that yeah. good? Yeah, I would know. I I am the I am the bastion of all things French. Uh, res, our resident Francophile over here. So any question you have for me about baguettes mm-hmm. or baguettes, I can answer. Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> so les about those Baguettes. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is our second holiday movie. This one is a little more traditional than the last one we chose. What? Beloved by many. Should Whoa. I just go, should I just go ahead and read the synopsis so we can get into it synopsis um oui les les synopsis okay hold on is this just going to be the biography of the makeup artist (laughs) you are such a fucking bitch so no okay (laughs) i need to be better and quicker about roasting you because you are so good at emphasis just on better just in general. <laughs> Can I go? The floor is yours, Jenny. Thank you, baby. Okay. In a world where Cameron Diaz is quirky, unlucky in love, average, wealthy woman from Los Angeles, and Kate Winslet is romantically interested in Jack Black, we have 2006 Christmas season rom-com, The Holiday. Amanda Woods is a successful movie trailer maker residing in luxury in California. We open with her dramatic breakup with her boyfriend right before the Christmas holiday. Meanwhile, across the pond in Surrey, England, about 40 minutes outside of London for those geography lovers, Iris Simpkin, a newspaper columnist heart, is breaking in real time after it is announced that her colleague Jasper is engaged to someone else, a man she had a brief affair with and has been pining after for the last three years. Fed up with love, life, and the stagnancy of things, Amanda and Iris decide to do a house swap for the holiday season. 
Amanda heads to Iris's quaint English cottage draped in snow to forget her cheating scumbag of a boyfriend. Iris heads to Amanda's L.A. mansion for sun, swimming, and the singular mission of getting over Jasper. Just as the two women are getting settled for their solo holidays, crash, bang, boom, here come the men. First, we have Graham, the charming British book editor, who stops by to see his sister, but instead gets Amanda at the front door. Not only is he suspiciously tan for a man experiencing a UK winter, but he's also got some baggage that complicates the inevitable affair between him and Amanda. The baggage comes in the form of two adorable pint-sized Brits named Sophia and Olivia. All the while, Iris is living it up in L.A., befriending an aging, Oscar-winning screenwriter when she meets Miles, the goofy and fun-loving composer who creates beautiful scores for films. Iris really enjoys Miles, but there's one problem. He has a girlfriend named Maggie. As always with Nancy Myers' shenanigans ensue, we're not sure if these crazy kids will be able to make these life-altering loves last, but we are, of course, willing to put in the time to find out. So curl up on your oversized couch, wrap yourself in some sort of violently expensive earth-toned pashmina, make yourself a steaming cup of hot cocoa, and press play on the holiday. Oh, whatever. Um, okay. the holiday. Um, holiday. It was, of course, it was a delight. Um, my mom, my you mom is in town, so she was, she was here to offer colorful commentary. I forgot. Oh my god, amazing! So you watch this with your mom? Yeah, my mom. My mom tuned in. Um, she loves movies. She's seen it many, many times. She revealed plot <laughs> points um, before they should have been revealed, um, and uh, <laughs> it was a delight. And uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I love it. It was, it was good having her here. Um, but no, I yeah, of course it was great. I don't know how I've never seen this movie because it is very much in my bag. Um, Absolutely. But uh, it was uh, it was a uh, it was a good time. Uh, the holiday. It's surprising. It's 15 years old. This movie came out November 29, 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert: it was a hit. Okay, uh, it made 65 million at the U.S. box office, 130 mil international, which comes to around 205 mil worldwide. Damn, although it was, Nancy. Although it was, it is worth noting that it was an expensive film. It cost like 85 million dollars. And why? And, right in the 34 million dollar budget. I think. I think it's probably because of the locations that they were shooting in. I would imagine, right. and also like Cameron Diaz. 15 years ago was like a huge star. Um, so I would venture that probably the four stars were a, probably a big chunk of that budget as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was expensive. Also. Yeah. And yeah, no, I mean, of course, but I mean, you know, Cameron Diaz was like $20 million girl though. There was like a period where she was like the, oh, the highest paid. She was demanding like that, like Will Smith, you know, Tom Hanks, Julia Roberts coin. Um, good for her. I didn't know that. Good for Cammy. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was and so, what'd you say? 
I said she was everywhere. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, this was definitely like that that moment in time. Obviously, I mean, she's retired from acting, I believe. Uh, oh, self-professed. Yeah, really? I think she she officially retired. Um, wow. So, you know, that sets the stage for like 15 years from now. That one, you know, art house movie that you do that finally gets you that Oscar that, mm. you know, you feel like you deserved. You know, I'm sure she's walking around probably right now fuming about, you know, the erasure during, you know, the John Malkovich year. She's probably like what I did for that part. She was really good in that part. I'm she was really good in that part. That. But I'm she just saying that, that and that was a huge yeah. like deviation for her. So I'm just sure Absolutely. I'm sure it's like she was like, where's mine? You know, just like Jennifer yeah. Aniston when she, you know, wiped the makeup off and the good girl, you know, I'm sure she thought <laughs> Rachel no more. Uh, and the critics agreed, <laughs> kind of. Uh, but yeah, so this, no, Jennifer Aniston was good in that movie too. Actually, he was. No, I'm serious. That's why I said the critics agreed, yeah. kind of. Okay. I mean, it didn't, I can't, sometimes I can't tell, baby. No, I'm just no. mean it didn't garner no. her. Probably, I'm sure she would have loved to take an Oscar home, but who wouldn't? You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would. I would. I would love to take an Oscar home. Are you kidding me? I just haven't put in the work for anything. You. <laughs> um, so, also wait can i clarify one thing about myself oh, absolutely of course okay so i started it off by saying um in a world where kate winslet is romantically interested in jack black mm-hmm. and i wanted to clarify that because after i wrote it and then after i read it this time i was like "Ooh, that sounds like i'm like shading jack black for like the way that he looks because he's not like quote-unquote conventionally attractive not at all. I actually think Jack Black is like really adorable, but the character that Jack Black plays in this movie is like the most watered down version. And it's like, that's why I was like, why would anybody be romantically interested in his character? Cause he's just like, to me, at least the the character that Jack Black plays miles is like a very like, I I don't get him. <laughs> Way to backtrack, girl, huh? I don't I don't find him charming in this in this or I don't find this character charming. I mean, it seems like a character that like Nancy Myers hadn't quite figured out what to do with, and so it was yeah, yeah it was like they didn't want him to be too wild. Um, but yeah, he's sort of I don't know. He exists in sort of like this this middle ground. Also, like not in the movie a lot. It, this movie definitely did not feel like evenly distributed as, over these four parts. There was like several no, points didn't. where I was like, no, it was very much like Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Oh, and Kate Winslet and Jack Black are here too. Yeah, don't forget about them. Like we really spent a lot of time in England. Um, well, there was a moment in the movie where I remember looking up and being like, oh yeah, Jack Black's in this because he hadn't been in the movie <laughs> yeah. for such an extended period of time. Kate Winslet had the storyline with Arthur, um, the um, Eli Wallach character, um, who she was helping the you know the award winning like yes. you know screenwriter. Um, screenwriter and so like she had that storyline so even when he wasn't or when Jack Black's character wasn't around she had a lot of scenes with that character so she would I mean she was she was that was happening but obviously mm-hmm. that didn't really give us you know we weren't sinking our teeth into that the way we were supposed to into I think the Jude Law Cameron Diaz mess right. um, but well, yeah it's funny because I was um. <clears throat> I was reading our what? The synopsis. Oh, what? you just said you were reading and that caught me off guard. <laughs> Fuck 
brand. No, I know you. I know that's you know you like to do other things. I know you. You always say knowledge comes to you differently than most, and so <laughs> I know you have unorthodox ways. I see that. I see that mega Crayola box behind you. So go. Girl. I read all the time, and you yourself has sent me books to read. So no, that's true. I've sent you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm reading some Spanish play. <laughs> now, now he's a scholar. He's gonna. He well, me no, me saying that, me week. saying that made it seem like you actually don't. When I was like, no, she does. And then I was like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, no, um, does she? <laughs> no, James. James reads a lot, actually. Maybe not the classiest things, but I. And maybe not a room, famously. <laughs> but. <laughs> um. Okay. So what what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, when I was reading, I was reading our, um, my synopsis that I wrote, I always read it out loud to somebody and I was reading it out loud to our friend, Laura. And she was like, why are you even mentioning the like aging Oscar winning screenwriter? Like why? And I was like, cause he is like a big part of this movie. He's a huge part of this movie and he's a really famous actor as well. Yeah. But it's, but it was also like, I don't know necessarily what that like part of this movie serves. Like, I feel like because there's a lot of focus on that, which is a relationship that I actually really like. I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. bad about that, but it does sort of make you forget that there is that like Jack Black, like romance for Kate as well. I mean, I think it makes this trip about more for her than just mm-hmm. romance. You know, I think right. that she's sort of like, she has this sort of like reinvigoration from like a creative standpoint and a professional standpoint. And she's affirmed by a person of that status, you know, like having a person who's accomplished what he's accomplished, be like, girl, this is what you're doing right now. Like you are, you're a talented, viable, you know, person, you have so much life in you. You have so much to offer the world. I think it Mm -hmm. makes the trip about more than her just getting a guy. And I think, which I appreciate. Yeah, no, for sure. And she seems professionally also to be the character, the most sort of in flux. And part of that, obviously, you know, is because they've created this romantic entanglement for her with the, uh jasper played by uh, rufus sewell character mm-hmm. um back home so it's like i think that it sort of serves as, as sort of as setting it up in a way uh, it sets it up in a way of like you know there's more to life for you and there's a way for you to be like fulfilled professionally and in it not be like it kind of gives her back her autonomy it's like you're not right. just the girl who's writing you know who's ghostwriting or helping edit, you know, this work for this Jasper guy who you are secretly, not so secretly in love with. Like you, there's a promise for you. Yeah. And there's potential for her in, in, in in like LA, you know what I mean? Like for her to like make a life for herself there. And I think that's a big part of what it is too. So then we don't just have her like leaving, you know, her, her life in England in order to like chase this sort of relationship and then it's like, oh, that's all she's going to be. So I think it was probably, I can only imagine, especially given like so many of Nancy Myers movies, although, I mean, the careers are always like just unattainable, but in her movies, she does um, often have career oriented women. So yeah. I think that maybe that was her way of tying that in, you know? 
And I love that Cameron Diaz, this character, was a movie trailer creator or producer, and she owned the company that she, you know, what she I mean? owned. Like, yeah, she owned the company. Yeah. She had unfathomable amount of wealth, as I know <laughs> most movie trailer producers are. You know, I've, well, I've never met a movie trailer the producer, money. and frankly, never thought about it as being a separate job from like. In my mind, I guess I always thought like, oh, whoever edits the movie like could just like put, pop together a trailer, but that may not be true. No. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew, I knew that they, I knew it was a, you, like, it's usually a company that you, that you, that you work with, that you ship the movie out to. And then it's their job to sort of like punch up those moments. And it's mm-hmm. their job also to have an idea of like, what is going to, to be appealing it. to different markets. And that's why mm-hmm. most movie trailers, you know, they have iterations depending on how big the movie is, you know, anywhere from like two to like 10 different versions of the trailer, because it's like, mm-hmm. Ooh, we know that in, you know, we know that if we're going to play this, you know, before for NASCAR that, you know, all those boys that are rubbed up for Danica Patrick are really going to enjoy, you know, the scene of Cameron Diaz in a bra giggling, you know, and then if we're going to, you know, if we're going to show this that are revved up for Danica Patrick, exactly that I never thought I would ever hear you say, (laughs) you know how it is, you know how they get, Um, you know, or like never been to a NASCAR event. Thank God. Or like if we're going to place before the hours, we want lots of scenes of Kate Winslet crying um we don't even need them to be from this movie if you've got any like (laughs) b or like c footage from like her on the door in titanic (laughs) then like we'll take it we'll splice it all in okay every rose has has a thorn as far as we're concerned (laughs) because our character's name is rose in titanic right i I did get that thank you i thought it deserved more than what you gave it but that's just me. And that's not what this is about. Um, no, of course so, not. <laughs> so one of the first things I want to bring up is like, just first of all, the the way that they, they get this plot moving. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Before that, before that, we can talk briefly about like, just like these, these respective like entanglements that our, that our two leading ladies are in um, across the pond from one another. Um, we had Kate Winslet pining after like Rufus Jewel, who couldn't be more just okay and regular um <laughs> well and he's like so it's like their office christmas party and he like comes in first of all she's like finishing up work which i think is really funny she's like everyone's partying and then like i her manager or somebody comes by and is like did you submit that story and so she's like oops nope and i'm like like cutting it close to why you're out here like are you submitting that? and smoking cigs at the office Literally. party her man her boss is like <laughs> her boss is like well you know i'm so excited about everything the story's already going to print and they're on the newsstands in 10 minutes and then she's like oh wait hold on and she runs her office to push send and then nods her head authoritatively like i did it and it's I like did it. girl the wire yeah unless you have found your, unless you found a wrinkle in time to nestle yourself into to get this article <laughs> retroactively placed in a magazine that's already being sold, you're fired. Um, so, so she's like pining after him. She's wearing glasses because duh. Um, and is she she's is she not? Am I just imagining her? Is it just a metaphorical pair of glasses? Yeah. She might as well be wearing glasses, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> she's that girl. Um, I mean, that's how you know she's smart. Um, and she's got her hair pulled back in a half pony. And so, you know, she needs that on her face for all of the, the editing that she's doing. She's the hottest editor on the block. 
And um, she wears like barely there makeup because she doesn't have time for that. She doesn't have time for for makeup, makeup, just no. makeup. Yeah. Just, yeah. just tons and tons of makeup to make it look like she's not wearing any makeup. Yeah, just a little foundation. Um, but I do love her coworker who walks up to her and like gives us the full plot of the movie. I her, know, her it's so funny, who you her, never her, see again. Who you never see again. She walks up to her and she's like, hey girl, huh? Oh, you're probably pining over Jasper still. Didn't you guys wake up three years ago? He cheated on you, right? With someone else because you were so bookish and she was so buxom. <laughs> Guess it's a battle of the bees. Anyway, um, it looks like they're still together and they're happy and you have a tostino stuck to your turtleneck sweater um i guess we'll call it even uh it's like why are you here like who, who needs a friend who walks up to them and is like hey probably crazy seeing your ex-boyfriend over there who you work with so happy and in love and you sleeping on my couch and all it's just like girl let me give you let me hand you the mortons so you can pour directly in the wound like I don't need you reminding me of like the battle, you know the battle of the that. hearts that I lost. No, it's like she's using the big, the big flaky pink Himalaya salt, Himalayan salt, and rubbing it right into that wound. It's too and much. It's like it's so much, and I know it's there to give us exposition. Did you bring up the Himalayan salt? Because I got that. Did you bring up the Himalayan salt? Because I got that salt from Sean. Did I what? Did you bring up the Himalayan salt because I got that salt from Sean? Yes, of course I did. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we have a friend who pours salt into the wound, who tells, who reminds her that she's alone and that um, she was not picked uh, by this Jasper. Is, yeah. And this is... I'm sorry. This is our Iris. Kate, Wins- Kate Winslet's Iris. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate Winslet played Iris in another movie, too. That's interesting. She was in a, a movie she? called Iris with Judy Dench, where she, they played the same character throughout... Oh. The character's life and the character's I name was Iris. I watched that one. If I remember correctly, there was once again. You guys know I love to bring it up, but there was Oscar buzz. Oscar so, buzz. <laughs> um, let me confirm that though, because you guys, I know somebody's going to get me on this and be like, "You were so smart about that with that comment about Oscar buzz." <laughs> but I just, you know, I said what I said. It was a 2001 film. Mm. Okay. Nobody cares about this but me, and I know that, but I still needed it to happen. Yes. Okay, I was right. Yes, I told you guys I was right. I told you guys. Okay, like the energy that you bring in <laughs> for this. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Okay, 2001. Yeah, they were, yeah, Judy Dench was nominated for Best Actress, Robbed. Um, and then we have uh, a Best Action Supporting Role nomination for Kate Winslet. But she didn't Did win this. Did you see Iris? Um, I did not, but I but I really wanted to. All right, well, all this fucking energy, <laughs> you didn't even see the movie. Let's talk about. Mama, does it matter? It's Judy Dench <laughs> and Kate Winslet. You're what right. more do you you're need? Right. You're right. You're right. I'm, when you're right, you're right, and I'm just you I'm know just, it. I, I if somebody I came to me obviously and share that belief like, with you. I'm just if somebody came to me and was like, "Oh, I watched this movie with Judy Dench in it," and I, and I was like, "Oh, how was it?" And they made you made to tell me, "Oh, the script wasn't great," or "Oh, it lagged a little bit." But if you came to me and you said, "Oh," Judy Dench, she she didn't deliver a fully realized character with depth There's and There's no way in the I'd world say, that's get the hell happened. out of my house because you that's, just lied to me happened. to my face about this. So I don't know what else you'll lie to me about. Right. That's never, Maybe ever happened. Judy Dench won an Academy Award for being on screen for five minutes in Shakespeare in Love. Take it somewhere else. She's a legend. <laughs> so anyway, um, Can you don't you know how to def- defend my, my actresses of a certain age. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Back to this fucking movie with that does have Kate Winslet. Can you imagine being in love with someone unrequited, 
unrequited for three years. That sounds so exhausting. Is it unrequited, though? Well, he definitely gives her little nuggets, but they okay. haven't. It was unclear to me. Together. He's dating someone else. But it was unclear to me because it sounded like they were a couple. And then he and then he cheated on her with the other person at the beginning of the movie. And then at the end, all of a sudden, it seemed more like it was just sort of this this yearning that had sort of existed. And like they never were quite on the same page. And it's like those are two different stories. So which is it? Were you were you lightly in a relationship? Were you just kind of dating and he cheated on you? Because they make it really clear at the end of the movie that like they haven't slept together. Although no, they, they don't make it slept cl- together. Oh, they hadn't they hadn't slept together. They hadn't slept together that instance when he showed up because he shows up in oh, L.A. Yeah. And then I think what she was saying was, oh, thank goodness that I didn't sleep with you like this time, basically. But like, was she I thought she stopped sleeping with him when she found out he was sleeping with other people, but like continued to like still hold a flame for him and like oh, the okay. friendship. He doesn't strike he, me as the type of. He, person who have that kind of courage uh, where we meet her at the beginning of the movie she seems like the type who would let it just keep going on Um, oh like continue to sleep with him yeah and just be sad okay well that that could be no (laughs) no that character she goes on a journey she goes no she goes on a whole journey more than i I think but no no no. yeah no i agree with that i agree with that i think there's a world where that happens and they haven't said that to you know what i mean like they make it sound like she's not sleeping with him anymore and it's been several years since they have slept together yes that i I agree with and uh, i i guess so you're so you're saying that you think that they are sleeping together though no i don't think they are i was just saying i think that they have slept i was just saying what you said I, i misunderstood her in the movie i was just saying that i think they've slept together at some point previously but and they, I think, yeah, in some form of a relationship. Were. And yeah. I think that he cheated on her while they were, like, as she believed it, in a monogamous relationship. Right. Yeah. And so all of this, and then we have this moment where she gives him this lovely gift um, at the Christmas Ooh. party at the yeah. beginning. And then, like, he's brought on stage to, like, this movie reminded me a lot of Bridget Jones's Diary, which I also watched me on too. the Movies We Missed a podcast. If you guys haven't heard that episode, then just do a little quick scroll back and yeah. um, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, so this movie reminded me a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Give me the British unrequited love, mm-hmm. co-workers, and then like, although I guess technically I'd be sort of melding those two characters together because those are separate. One was her boss and one was not. Um, like, but, the, but that scene where Darcy, it's revealed that like, Darcy's engaged and she yeah. has to take that in in front of a group full of people. Totally. She's got this, she, she's got this love for this person who is not, you know, reciprocating it to her or, you know, yeah. in the way that she feels, you know, she's deserving of. And so mm-hmm. some of those similarities and then that moment with her just sort of on the train trying to put the pieces together. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like moments where I was like, oh, this is giving me a little bit of Bridget Jones. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, it's and I'm not coming for you, Nancy. Period. I'm not accusing you of, of anything. That's. No, 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 no. Oh, there's similar stories all over the world. It's just absolutely it's different. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just don't want any sort of anybody coming at me. Well, we know Nancy heads. is like a regular listener of this podcast too. So she's got yeah. to say. Oh, for sure. But I don't want to hear we'll anything hear about, about a beef it. between a, her and like Fielding. 
where it's like i heard you were coming for my legacy (laughs) and nancy meyer's like who (laughs) um but yeah so that's all happening and then we we meet like our cameron diaz and she's dealing with you know ed burns peak squint um (laughs) what you know i saw ed burns and i was like man What's he been up to? Not in a shady way. I just like. I no, I think Ed, Ed Burns. I think does like directing and stuff too. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Also, do you know who Ed Burns is married to? No. Christy Turlington. What? Right. I had what? no idea. I was so, not at so all the person I was expecting. Random. I thought Ed Burns like dated Drew Barrymore or something. Maybe like I kind thought of he like dated like, like didn't he date like Heather Graham back in the day? Yes. He, yes. I, I can't believe he's married to Christy Turlington. Right. That was kind of surprising to me. Oh wow, she's a year younger than him. For some reason, I thought he would be younger than her. Oh, I didn't even think about the age thing. I just thought like just tears. You know, I don't know. I imagine Christy Turlington. I don't know, like married to like Bono or something. Bono, I just imagine her like she's just she's seems she gives me a Bono. I just imagine her with like a like a rock like a middle aged rock star. You know what I mean? Bono. I mean not specifically Bono, but like I mean I imagine her like married to like I don't know like a Sting. You know, although I know Trudy's not giving up her spot, obviously, but like I'm just saying. Oh, you're just saying Ed Burns is not as famous as Christy Shelley. It's not the fame thing. I just didn't really see her. Honestly, didn't really see her with an actor. Well, he's more of a director, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I I guess yeah. Um, So yeah, no, directed like he's directed quite a few films. I think that's more like the Burns bag um, is directing stuff. You know, obviously directed. She's the one. Um. Yeah, like it's still, it's still acting, still acting. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> quite said, a bit of directing actually. You wow. said she's the one, and I was thinking <laughs> she's the man starring Amanda Bynes. <laughs> no, didn't get the call for that one. Um, but she's the one, which has quite the cast for a movie I've never seen before. Ooh, maybe this goes on the list. We got Aniston Diaz. Mahoney. This is what movie is this? She's the one. Oh, okay. Have you seen it before? No. Can we talk about this movie though? I feel like we keep deviating. Yeah, it's your fault. I know. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying this is a collective effort. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So no. So he's it's so Ed Burns gets kicked out of out of uh, Cameron Diaz's home wearing the largest pair of boxes I've ever seen in my life. Literally, like basketball shorts. Okay, so. First of all, it like starts with him like waking up on the couch in this mansion to like let us know that like they clearly like there's not a fight. guest room. I literally was like, in no world is he sleeping on that couch. There is probably like six guest rooms in this yes, mansion. Absolutely. The house is I'm like I couldn't get over that. And then he Unless she up. was like peak unless she was like peak petty. Unless yeah, she was, and like, she was like, go sleep on the couch. Which, she was like, in the name of, of Ashley's furniture. <laughs> you're not sleeping you're in right. these beds on tonight she was like i just got sh- came straight from the dump and you know where you can get on that couch that i got there 
Is it? Oh, is the dub? The dub may be a regional thing. I'm sorry. The dub is a regional thing. Okay, so people who don't know, uh, it's definitely an Illinois thing. I think I'd never heard of it before moving to Chicago. But the dump is like a place where you can get really, really discounted furniture. It's an awful name, and they're so self, they're so smug in their commercials too. Like it's like the level of smugness for that to be the name of your business. They're like, "Hey, Poro." <laughs> like I feel yeah, like they're like, "Hey, are you still paying full price? Hey, are you still paying thirty percent on what on what on the the price that's on the tag? <laughs> then you're not doing it right." Come here. We're just giving away cushions. I mean, you have to figure out how to make it work for yourself. It's all a cart, but it's the dump. <laughs> Come to our aptly named the dump. Like it's so gross. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look great. Also, though, yeah, yeah no, we, we don't mean that it's gross. So don't sue us. Uh, no, no, no. I just the name choice because all I can think about is like an aging man who owns a furniture store struggling over a toilet. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh. oh my god the dump seems like a name that like the awful mean girls give to like that one girl in the group who's like there only really to be the booger and like that one time that she like the one time she got like diarrhea at like somebody's pool party and like they've, been, they've like literally just been keeping her in the group for like years and that's all that's what they call her and it's just like her name is obviously you know like Kristen or something. But, <laughs> but she saved in everyone's as. phone as dumb. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we, should, we should do that to someone in our friend group. Let's 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 designate someone as the dump and then let's just like not let it go. <laughs> oh my god. We gotta we gotta pick somebody and you know in this group everybody's gonna come with claws if we try and put a name like that on them. But if you if you're brave enough to do it, I will back you up. I know you will. I'll do it. But I'm yeah, saying it on a, on live and in color. I'm I'm coming for one of you. You do uh, you know who it is yet? Are you still thinking about it? I don't know. I haven't decided. It's whoever wrongs me next. I think uh, is the dump. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a great friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoever wrongs me next, they get put in a special category. Um, so there's this whole. So Ed Burns, he wakes up. He's in a pair of gauchos that were supposed to believe her boxers. <laughs> Um, and he starts right in with he's cheating on Cameron Diaz and he says that he's cheating the girl that he's cheating on her with he he says well she's young which is like strong horrible thing to say which also is, Cameron Diaz, Cameron is, Diaz like, is young it's like 24 um maybe not 24 she's tw- but she's like a but she's a young woman and like it's yeah. just like to look at her and, and she's be like, Cameron she's fucking young. Diaz and she's Cameron Diaz um yeah, it's just I wrote down that this guy is just an idea of a person, literally a yeah, device. Absolutely, um, and just, nobody. Yeah. It's it, the 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 argument that they have where it's like yelling back and forth at each other, and it's like it's such a it's such a movie trope for a breakup. Like, you know what I mean? The, we just, just need to get off. We need her. We need her to be dealing with a fresh heartbreak in order to exactly. make impulsive decisions that are going to advance the plot. That's what we need, and she comes through. Um, he one of the reasons that he breaks up with her also is because she can't cry which is like so awful to me like yeah, which is also that becomes a like, huge point in this movie by the way like Cameron Diaz's inability to shed tears and then we oh find out that it's poor little rich girl's dad apparently left when she was 15 so so teetering on adulthood and, and that was the last she, time she cried 
And that was the last time she cried. And, and like, and look, we know your parents getting divorced is like a very traumatic experience. No, of course. I just think they gave her a little bit more than They could have given her like... <laughs> well, also, it's like, I hated that moment where she's like trying to make herself cry. She's it's awful. Like, calling on like she obviously like i'm sure watched like something's gotta give and like just like took notes on keaton because like when she is like after the breakup she runs into the um foyer of her mansion and she does like starts freaking out and starts doing all of these like goldie hondish like diane keaton like huffing around the room and i'm just like girl this i Cameron, I love you. You're great, but this is not. This is not you. Do you think that Nancy? Do you think Nancy Myers handed her a VHS of something's got to give and was like, just a little something for your perusal before uh, for the next next foray into filming? I'm sure she did her research, you know. And the thing is, is that like I want to love uh, the the problem here is, and I again, this is a beloved movie for me, but like the problem was very charming film. Yeah, it like, of course, like, I think like there's no way you don't enjoy watching this movie because it is just like a warm hug of a movie. Yes. But like the thing about it is like we are supposed to take Cameron Diaz as this like unlucky in love sort of like career woman who like has trouble like being confident. And it's just like. She's a literal supermodel, so it's really hard for me to be like, yeah, yeah this Diaz, is Cameron yeah, Diaz. She's beautiful. Back. She's clearly <laughs> either comes from money or like whatever, but she's like, she's got it. And she's yeah. living in this mansion in like LA somewhere. And it's like, yeah, it's hard for me to feel sorry for you. It's so As it often hard. is with Nancy with Nancy Myers heroines, <laughs> although I eat up her movies, but it's we often love a thing. Them, but it's it's like, like, they're always like moneyed white women who like have like an inexplicable amount of wealth. Their wealth never correlates with what they do for a living either. No. Like, okay, well, maybe, maybe something's gotta give because Diane Keaton's character right. Erica is like a very successful novelist. But like mm-hmm. a lot a lot of times though, there's where it's like and we'll talk Excuse about me, it. You are when, rewriting history. She's not a very successful novelist she's a very successful successful playwright which is even harder oh, to believe but that yeah it is. it is yeah it's even a little it's a very like to ha- to be a playwright that's successful enough the, the what i will give them though is that a lot of her success seems to have happened in like the 70s and the 80s which right. is a period where i feel like it was that kind pos- of it was more possible happen. to be like a sort of rock star of a playwright. And like, right. I see the ways in which that type of celebrity like could potentially lead through like, she mentions a movie adaptation of one of her plays. She's still putting plays on, on Broadway. Like, and so it's like, okay, kind of, but you are correct. Like, I mean, condo in the city, you know, you're this beautiful like home in like the Hamptons. Like, yeah. Like a lot of times it's like, Nancy doesn't want to deal with the pesky, you know, details of like wealth. Of wealth you know there's never a scene where somebody's like characters to be able to do anything and that's the thing with this movie is like these are two women who can absolutely up and leave their lives for two weeks the next day and swap houses i would like i would like a character like i would like to be the character who comes in and is just like how can you afford this lifestyle <laughs> And then they're just like, oh, 
well, a little bit. And I was like, no, no, I'm actually going to hold your feet to the fire a little bit. This house is. They're going to be like, I don't like to talk about money. And that's what I will do. And I'm going to be like, I get that. And I get that you're a heroine in a Nancy Myers movie. uh, But me and millions of people are wondering how you can afford, you know, who did you have to call to to be able to leave? Did you check in with anyone? You're going to be gone for two weeks. Two weeks. What are the ramifications of that professionally for you? Um, well, none, because I'm a Nancy Myers heroine. So it's all going to be fine. No, stop it with that sing-songy voice. I'm tired of this shit. Answer my questions. Answer the questions that Diane wouldn't answer and Meryl wouldn't answer when I wouldn't talk to her. All she kept saying was, it's complicated. And I was like, I get that that's the name of the movie, but I want a damn answer. How can you afford this? Okay, Listen, I'm done. So- something's got to give, you know? Hey! <laughs> hey, yeah, the holiday. <laughs> Okay, not quite as smooth, but it 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 happened. It was good though. Thank you. Uh, Yay! Any good? Well, also um, Jude Law's character, who is um, Iris's brother, like the thing I wrote this note down. So, like when Cameron Diaz like shows up at this house at one point, and like that, this is when we find out that he has children because he's been like cagey about the fact that he has children because it's like a two week affair and you know whatever, and so. The kids, she's like hanging out with him and the kids and whatever. And then they go upstairs to like this tent. And it's like my note from that is like, oh, that is an absolute fucking rich kid's tent. It's like the tent of a wealthy ass child. Because I remember when I asked my parents to use sheets to make a tent when I was a kid, it was like, here, here's this the scratchiest sheet from 1977 and that's all you get and these kids have like sparkle lights and flowy like muslin you know whatever and it was like cut out stars which at one point the kids she's like oh did you cut out the stars and the kids are like yeah we did it and i was like that's not a child that's from anthropology yeah those these were made there was a designer brought in yeah. i do what she wrote and i do want to bring up the fact that as my mother revealed yesterday um, I did have a tent in our living room um, set up for two years, um, <laughs> and I and I slept in it. And oh. I slept in it. I had a mattress inside of it, like a twin size mattress that was in my tent, and it was like <laughs> she just let me have it up. And people used to come over, like family members and stuff, like I can't believe you like let him have a tent set in living whatever. And she, my mom, would just be like, "This is our house. Don't worry about what we do." And I thank her for that. Um, That's so sweet. So yeah, it wasn't that. It was just a tent, like an REI tent. It wasn't like a, you know, REI, like a Target tent. Um, But it wasn't the full-on fantasy that these kids had. But uh, I do, okay. So so these two, spoiler alert, as we've already spoiled it, um, they, yeah, they decide to switch homes. And there's this moment, though. First of all, the picture of, like, the cottage that, like, Kate Winslet lives in is, like, the roof does legit look concave. It is, like, the <laughs> as, as I noted yesterday watching, I was like, why is the roof, like, dipping in the middle? I think my mom actually pointed it out. And I was like, yeah, that roof doesn't look solid. But I guess she's only here for two weeks, so cool. But yeah. I don't understand. My thing that I was perplexed by, though, was Kate Winslet. And I don't understand, like the geography of you know england um but i feel like she like works in the city and then she lives so far out in like so it's the actually- cab driver when the cab driver drops off kate cameron diaz can't even drive up like the driveway it's like you are in the middle of nowhere here's, 
Okay. Here's no. Here's here. I, I'm going to answer your questions. Yeah, I'm ready. In, um, so it's about 40 minutes from London on the train, right? Okay. And one of the annoying things about it looks very like you know. Um, provincial well of course and it's mm-hmm. so fucking cute but it looks like she takes like the commuter rail or whatever and okay. there's a station in like the town and okay. then she walks from the town which is maybe like a 10 minute walk probably like oh. i don't think her house is like there's like a like a little town area. i don't think her house is that far from that area but also about the driver when cameron diaz first arrives at the cottage and he like won't bring her up the trail or whatever it i know it's i know they did it for the dramatic effect of her walking in stilettos and snow and trying to find this cottage and whatever but when she's about to leave the car is right outside the damn door. So that's it's the same how, driver. It's the same driver. And it's and I went back and looked because I was like, maybe there was like a ton of snow on the ground. Same amount of snow, both instances. So I it, that was a plot hole and it bothered oh, me. Oh, Jane, the meteorologist. Uh-huh. Have you you we've all had an Uber driver though that like tries <laughs> to pull that little game where they, it's like, like a block and a half away and like, oh, like is this good where you drop you off him? It's like, yeah, you don't want a tip. Cool. Um, but that little, but yeah, deciding I'm not going to take you up to the driveway and let you walk on those heels. Uh, also, when they have been this messenger service that they apparently have where you can just communicate directly with each other as people yeah. that are trying to like, like find AIM, like AOL, like AIM chat box. I was like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. This, this website I will say what that this this interface system walked so that AOL could walk a little bit faster. Um, but so they decide to not even because AOL is like yeah. before this. But it's yeah. that's a good point too. Don't ever stop <laughs> my joke again, though. Um, so they the two of them are agree to switch homes. As my mom pointed out, like Cameron Diaz doesn't even. I mean, like Kate Winslet doesn't even get a picture of Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Home. She literally just says, and I get that they do that because they want the shock of her arriving at this mansion and being like, oh my God. Although I would, I would say that it, the shock isn't going to be any less. Even if no. you see a picture of it and you're super excited, there's maybe a part of you that's like, I hope this is real. Yeah. But, but you're going to be still be excited when you get there and you realize that it's actually for real like so you could have still gotten that moment without like creating a world in which Kate Winslet blindly leaves her home. Also, Kate Winslet leaves her home and her animal. She leaves her dog in the this care is, okay. of this so person. I have so many questions about this because this is my thing too. It's like, A, first of all, not only does Kate Winslet not see any picture of the house, Cameron Diaz only sees a picture of, of, the, of the outside of the house. Yep. And it's like, the way that that would never fly today, and obviously now we have Airbnb and VBRO and all those kind of things where you just can see every aspect of the house and um, people leave reviews and so like this. But this is like, I would never. But you know what, though? A person's house without knowing. And like, also, it's like, it's just such a weird thing. Like, also, I'm wondering if they're exchanging properties, mm-hmm. is anybody paying? Like, is yeah, what's free? the what's the difference? Well, it sh- I mean, there clearly should be a price difference. Yeah, 
<laughs> what? I mean, the cottage is lovely. I would love, love, love to nope. stay at that cottage. You're not gonna, you're not gonna convince me that those are equal, though. <laughs> They're not equal, but I'm just saying I would love to stay at that. That cottage. struggle moment that Cameron Diaz was having in that tub <laughs> with her, with her whole legs just hanging out of it. I know because um, she's so tall. <laughs> yeah, which is that's really what that was about. Look yeah. how long my body is. Look at how long and live my body is. I can't even fit into this quaint English. Why am I uh, why am I cursed with this tautness? <laughs> um so yeah, they like they switch homes. She leaves her, she leaves her animal there. I guess we're just hoping just on the honor system that she's gonna yeah. feed and walk your dog there was on a regular no basis conversation about who's taking care of the dog why also why can you bring the dog with you also i mean i honestly i guess that's a long actually, flight it's it's it not only is a long flight but there's different rules too mm-hmm. like international international like sometimes you have to quarantine your dog for like two mm-hmm. weeks before you can even like bring them out so it's like taking your dog internationally okay. is kind of a bitch but it also was like maybe we get our brother to watch it or something i also right. like also the plot alert point your brother well that was the thing very close with. but apparently there was a comment he made a comment oh she did call me but i couldn't answer or something and it's like that's not enough no. I'm calling you a million times because I need for somebody who's on like who's who's on home base to be like, hey, there's a strange woman who's going to be staying at my place for like the next two weeks. Could you like just check in, make sure my animal's okay? I left this person who I never met there, and I'm hoping that they'll feed and walk my dog on a regular basis. But <laughs> such is life. I've made the decision but that I've made, which may result in my dog. It's truly anybody's guess. You know, it's a coin toss, and whether or not they'll even arrive. Um, <laughs> And also make sure that if they do let my dog out, that they let the dog back in since it's freezing. There's so right. many concerns that aren't addressed. And I get that all that we're describing is a lot of like really pesky logistics. Like, then logistics. don't have a dog in the movie. Honestly, because I can't stop thinking about it. Don't have a dog. It brings nothing to the story or the plot line or whatever. It really didn't. So all it does is raise questions, Nancy. And the dog is cute as hell. I am pro dog. I have a dog. I love dogs. But either explain what's happening with the dog so I can rest or take it out of the movie entirely. Also, before they switch places, when Kate's at her lowest point, arguably in the movie, um, <laughs> there's a light comedic suicide attempt. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she like tries to light the pilot light on her, um, or not the pilot light, but she's trying to like light the gas, the stove. gas on the stove, yeah, the and she's burner. standing over a burner with just gas being emitted from the burner, like <laughs> wafting it into her face. Um, deep inhales, and then the thing that stops her is a chime from is, her computer. Yeah, it's like literally like the ding from her computer that stops her from ending her life. And then she's like, oh, what's coming over me? This is a new low. It's like, this is a suicide attempt is what this is, ma'am. Yeah, and like maybe instead of going to California, you should take the to a therapist. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, instead of doing what you're doing, you should do something that's really going to be preventative and like help us get to like the root of what's going on because you just tried a light cheeky attempt to take in your life and uh under rug swept it goes but uh not in this noggin i thought of it several times throughout the movie and i hope she was okay Me too. um Me too. i wanted a moment with her and jack black where she was like i i almost took my life and he starts giggling she's like no this isn't a joke. This happened. And he's like, a doodly do. And you're like, Jack, I'm... 
Sorry, do that. <laughs> like Miles, I'm serious. This is this is life threatening. <laughs> no more, no more gags. No more bits. I'm sharing a truth about me with you. I'm gonna take you on a trip to the darkest recesses of my mind. <laughs> Something weird almost happened today. I I couldn't get out of that bell jar. Um, okay, so anyway. That happens. And then also I, I peeped that bio computer and I thought, oh yeah, I wanted one of those so bad. Um <laughs> did you ever notice? Yeah, also, I love yeah. Also, sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. Just like any of that. There's something also so satisfying. It was really satisfying to me as a kid about like a really I feel like I used to get boom boxes like every year for Christmas or maybe every other year, but a new boom box when you like are sort of playing around with the doohickeys. That moment where you like... The ones that open like vertically, that like they pop open. Oh, And you can yeah. see the CD playing inside of them. And there was My God. one of those in this movie. And I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah. I had yeah. one of those. I had one of those. I think I got when I was a teenager. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> and you could so put this like is wealth. CDs in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. like, well, not exactly. That. This isn't wealth. Nancy Myers' universe is wealth. Also, oh yeah, that was like my car, my first car that had like for Christmas, my mom got me a CD changer installed in it. But the CD oh, changer, totally. but the CD changer was in the trunk. So like you had oh to like God. you had to put your like CDs in it before. And it was always like we part of me that, that was always really grateful, but also a little like mm. <laughs> a little like this. Okay, so we had that too. And Georgia and my sister Georgia and I shared a blue Honda Accord. Um and there was a CD changer, but it was underneath the driver's seat from the back. So, like, either the passenger had to, like, lean behind the driver and, like, load in the CDs or someone in the back had to bend down and load in the CD. Or, like, a or like a full stop. Like, logistical, yeah. like, like... <laughs> or if you're, by, no, if you're by yourself, you either prepare beforehand or you have to pull over and switch things. No, there's up. no fixing. There's no ease to it. I remember that being <laughs> like oh yeah i remember getting like a new cd from like sam goody and like hopping in the hopping in my like my rough cavalier and like being like oh yeah and then getting in the car and like ripping it open and then being like on the freeway like oh what now this, this isn't going in not going in the old-fashioned way we're gonna have to pull over and open that yeah yeah, sometimes things would get stuck and it wouldn't play. It was oh yeah, absolutely. It was not a great system, but I, nobody was going to tell me I wasn't a fucking baller for having that in my car. No, it was what it was. Also, I want to say um, in the movie, there's also um, there's also this moment where Kate wins like it's a text message from Jasper, okay. and she responds to him. We all know I need to fall out of love with you. It would be great <laughs> if you would let me try. And I was just like, what in the Zanga <laughs> going on? Because it was, it was so intense. Felt. But I was also, when you're watching, you're like, good. I'm glad she sent that. I'm glad she's laying it all out. I'm glad she's saying, you need to stop contacting me. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. He reaches out to her several times throughout the movie. He is the most selfish, obnoxious character. Like, I can't even believe, like, she gives him the time of day. He's not, like... <laughs> I mean, he must be really good in bed or something. It's confusing. This is like the equivalent to me of like going up to like your significant other in high school with like a little piece of paper and they open it and it's like a receipt for you want payment back for your love and affection and like the time <laughs> that you put into this relationship. And it's just like, I'll take it in the form of humility. 
Um, <laughs> I'll take it in the form of, of kindness. I'll take it in the form of you actually showing me some small inkling of transparency and telling me how the hell you ended up in Haley Rutherford's car when you <laughs> told me that you had MRSA. <laughs> oh my god if i, I was gonna go with MRSA, mono I was if i hear the mercy excuse MRSA. one more time from another lover i will absolutely lose my mind or usually get they'll be like hey babe i got a staff infection <laughs> wish i could be there but you know this staff is pretty stubborn stubborn staff <laughs> Um, I'm not like entirely sure what a staph infection is. I've heard, I know what it is, but like I don't like know what it is. I mean, I know what so, it is, and I've seen it before. I'll tell you that. Um, like, is it, it? Don't look it up. I'm looking it up right now. It's gross. Commonly found on the it's um, staph infections are caused by blah, 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 that bacteria type of germs commonly found on the skin or in the yeah, nose. Yeah, I feel like wrestlers used to get it in high school. Like people used to, like the wrestlers used to get all sorts of stuff from those mats. Wait, is staph infection? Oh, MRSA itself is a staph infection. Yeah. Okay, so it's just like a skin infection, yeah. right? I'm not gonna look. I didn't Google. So don't I didn't image. I didn't image search it. I just don't. Don't go. I know you. Don't go down that path. <laughs> I know because I will throw up on my own computer. Um, and then also, I like that they put Kate in this thick tweed coat when she arrives in LA so that we remember that she's British. Yeah, um, and doesn't understand weather. <laughs> yeah, and then also, I like that we're perpetuating like the myth that this is how people in America live. This British oh person God. shows up and is like, so this is everybody. So um, it's like, I would have loved for her to arrive to like a, a, like a nicely appointed studio. <laughs> and have to deal with the realities. And then, I like, would have loved for her to arrive in my fourth floor walk up that I used to live in in Rogers Park, which is a junior one bedroom. <laughs> it's not even it's not the one bedroom. It's like this is just like sort of cordoned off as a bedroom, but like there's no door. <laughs> no, this is yeah, barely a bedroom. And they're like, oh, you can you could get like a cute little like um curtain to separate the two. I've seen a lot of people use like funky shower curtains from Target. Oh my god. I think god, this could yes. be a moment, girl. <laughs> and you don't have to worry Japanese about these room dividers. Hello. Mm, so she and you don't have to worry about the person in the living room not being able to hear you have sex. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they always can. They um, always can. And then there's also one of the devices they use in this movie are these trailers because that's what Cameron Diaz does for a living. So there's like yes. a lot of voiceover trailer moments. The the trailer though for the movie that's starring um, James Franco and Lindsay Lohan, um, <laughs> which is featured like two or three times in I the know. movie. It's like this fake trailer for like this action movie. And those two are starring in it. And I thought to myself, I wonder if Lilo got this script, like and opened it up and was like, yes, they want me for Iris. <laughs> Yes, yes. She calls and they're like, oh, no, no, not, not that Iris part. And she's like, Amanda, cool. I can do that too. And they're like, no, it's a little, um, it's a different one. And she's like, oh, I, those are the only two like leads. Do you want me to pull a Scarlett Johansson and take on one of these uh, other roles in the movie that I should be playing? Um, like, I could no, play uh, Arthur. <laughs> the I can guy. do Arthur. I know I can. I know I can. I'm like, no, it's, it's actually, um, it's right here it's not so much a scripted part as is an idea that some of the writers in the think tank are still plucking out but um it's only going to be a day's worth of filming and you know you're you're back to doing whatever you do you'll be back to the meekanos 
um, before the, you know, the cat can chicken tail. She's like, oh yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. This will be better anyway than one of those pesky, you know, leading lady roles, leading parts. I've done that before. Have you seen Herbie fully loaded? Um, my resume is chock full of them. So yeah, well, this will be fun. Well, she's got a holiday movie coming out Ooh. this year and I'm going to watch it. I want, I want the best for her. I want the best for her too. I just thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> and then also, no, what you gonna say? No, go ahead. I, there was a song that played in the movie. It was a killer song, but for a second, I thought it was Good Charlotte. And Cameron <laughs> Diaz was, and there was a moment where Cameron Diaz was dancing to it, I believe. And, and I was like, along. oh, yeah, singing along. And I said, oh my God, is this a Good Charlotte song? And they was like, no, this is the killers. And I was like, oh, it's Mr. Whiteside. Like, but I was like, what a moment that would have been. Just like talk about going back in time and being like, oh, I forgot because she's married to one of the good Charlotte guys. She's married to Joel, right? And then no, and then Joel's isn't... married. No, Joel to Nicole, Nicole Richie, and then the other one. I don't know what the other Benji. name. Benji. I think she's married to Benji. What What do you think those like those those family functions must be wacky, right? <laughs> I know. Well, also, I I happen to think that. Um, Nicole Richie's fucking hilarious. And oh, I think Nicole, I think Nicole Richie's great. She's so funny. Bet, She's great on um, that Cameron show. Diaz is really funny too. What was it called? So, Good News, Great News. It was on NBC. I never, it was a I, Tina Fey produced show. It was a really funny show. I support women, so I watched it because Tina Fey produced it. Jane didn't get around to it. She was watching whatever, whatever some man told her to watch. Um, but it was nice to see that show and to see Nicole Richie thriving. I love. I, I've been a big fan of hers forever, and I'm not just a fan in in speak. Uh, you know, I, I, I turn my Nielsen box on and I, I watch her stuff to make sure that she gets the credit. Um, so still working on that Nielsen box. Do you remember that time that Oprah Winfrey had some show that was coming on and she got in trouble because she was like, Hey, everybody watch my show. Any of you households that have Nielsen boxes in them, make sure that you tune in. And then they were like, you can't do that. Why can't you do that? Why can't you? You can't like publicly be like, "Hey, you can't like campaign for people specifically with Nielsen boxes that are like the barometers on." Oh, wouldn't it have been so great to grow up in a house with a Nielsen box and just be like on the pulse of like everything that mattered in terms of like television (laughs) and flex at school and be like, "Oh, I kind of feel like I, I, I was always on. I always had my finger on the pulse of what was going on in television." Never, because I didn't I, really what because I didn't really do homework. So, oh, so that freed you up. <laughs> I I feel like I would love to like hear kids at school be like, yeah, I watch America's Funniest Home Videos, and then me be like, oh, I watch Home Improvement, and I'd say my my watching probably matter a little bit more than yours since <laughs> they are frothing at the bits to get our viewership information. <laughs> Love the like elitism you think that comes along with having the access, the access, the upward mobility of having a Nielsen box and just being able to like get three burgers. Had one. I haven't either. If there are any, hey, we have any listeners out here who had a Nielsen box in their house? Can you write in and talk to us about like let us the kind of access that that offered you where that sort of like elevated you to in terms of your community's hierarchy. You know, we'd love to interview you. <laughs> we really would. To just get some real gritty information on what it was on what it was like to be like and, a real, real Nielsen head, you know? And for those under 30, maybe we should explain what a Nielsen box is. You would you had more experience with them than I did because you uh, have you've been around the moon a few more times than I have. <laughs> so um I, I will 
I will pass it over to you. Jane. I would not know how to describe exactly what it was, but it was, it, it's a, it's a basically Nielsen boxes were given to people to like certain homes were equipped with them. Yeah. Right. Certain homes were equipped with them. Um, and let's see. It they provided like they provided information for overall in terms of ratings. So Nielsen ratings was a system, and they used these right. boxes to sort of gauge what the American public overall was was Enjoy viewing. Watching. Yeah, what 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 had you know superior levels of popularity? What shows were really sort of like uh, what shows were really engrossing sort of the American public? Obviously, now they're I don't think they're really a thing anymore. They probably are, but like. It's probably so difficult now with, you know, the influx of streaming and like all that. And I, I just imagine uh, it's a lot more complicated. No, they right? don't use them anymore. As of oh. June 28th, 2018, the Nielsen Paper TV Diary Rating Service was retired. So, well, it's good to know. So that's the day the music died. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's happened in this country that we think we don't need Nielsen boxes anymore. <laughs> now everything's making sense. I'm thinking about all of the things that have gone wrong recently. I'm Ooh, thinking speaking about of, speaking yeah. of ratings. Sorry. I just no. Did no, you I'm just the, when <laughs> when Kate Winslet is looking at the wall of DVDs that Cameron Diaz has in her house, did you peep did you peep, uh, peep the um Geely DVD on there? No, I didn't see it. Oh. I saw it and I was like, I feel like that's a wink to like the worst movie I ever made. Oh I yeah, never, well, I never, I saw, never Julie. saw it either. I never Ooh. either. I never saw that, that one, and be... I never saw what's it called, Jersey Girls, Jersey Boys. I never saw either of those either. I never saw either one. But I feel like Julie would be a good one for this podcast for us to do. Well, especially considering that you know, and it feels so good. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, so I'm I'm down with that. I also was going to ask you. So. We see Jude Law comes over to the house. He's drunk. Cameron Diaz lets him in the home for no reason. He needs to be more surprised when he sees a stranger. He needs to be more surprised. And she needs to be more surprised and more on guard before letting a strange Uh, man in her house. That that is the thing. All he said was, I'm Iris's brother, which could mean a lot of different things. It's like, are you guys on good standing? Not good enough standing that she informed you of where she was going before she left here? For all I know, you could have been the one person from that I need to be on the lookout for. Exactly. You know, we didn't give each other a lot of information. I didn't get we any gave, care tips from her dog. No so. information. <laughs> so who are you? And, and and certainly, even if you are her brother, she's not here. So there's no reason for you to come in this house. Exactly. And then she like he like asked her if he can sleep there, and I'd be like, absolutely, my mom you can afford Dave, a cat. My mom and Dave were a lot more like chill about this whole thing than nope. I was. Nope. I was like, what's happening? Why is he yep. still here? She, your sister I've is seen gone, this movie a hundred times and every single time I've thought that's not right. That's not And right. then she hands him, when she pulled out that blanket and that pillow for him, my mind was blown. <laughs> in what world do you think you're sleeping in this house tonight? Not by the hair on my chin chin chin. I don't care what you're used to. No. It ain't happening tonight, Captain. You are sleeping on this couch. Not on my watch. Not I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't feel safe. This conversation is enough. And Cameron was thinking just like we were. She was like, you're not sleeping on this couch. Get up to <laughs> well, your sister's bed and not- let's have sex in the bed that your sister <laughs> also I know. sleeps in. That's my note, too. I was like, he has sex multiple times in his sister's bed, which is a very, very strange thing to do. And 
It's a lot. I don't think they want. I think we're just, I think we're just, I feel like people are listening to this and they're like, you two are like such prudes. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's like, have sex with whoever you want to. And I actually really liked how she was like, we should have sex. Cause I was like, I was like, I like that she's being sexually aggressive, even though it's a stranger and I would never do that. And that's terrifying. But like, well, yeah, judge her. <laughs> Talk about how much you like it. And then backtrack. Well, I'm torn. I'm torn because in real life, I would never do that because I know I I know that I wouldn't be safe. And that's scary. But in Nancy Myers universe, I know that he's a safe person. And so I like that. She's like, we should have sex. That would be fun. Like, I was like, I was like, good. Get yours. You're on vacation. You should. Okay. I want to do I want to do a movie where I get to be the person who keeps reminding the person that they're in a Nancy Myers movie. (laughs) <laughs> and like so when things just happen and then they're like i'm sorry i really need for you to leave i don't feel safe i don't feel like i'm completely able to like exert my sense of agency i've actually asked you to leave two times and you sort of do this weird giggle thing and what <laughs> seems like a comedic fit you're not quite hearing me and mm. i don't i don't feel like i can assert myself and this feels dangerous um i'd really like for you to leave this home i have issues and trauma that i've dealt with in the past i'm not willing to rehash any of that like my safety is paramount for me and then i just come in and i'm like hey mama that's all good and well but you're in nancy verse and you don't have to worry about it everything's gonna work out fine your beautifully appointed kitchen is going to be impeccable tomorrow you don't even have to worry about using protection because none of this is real Go upstairs and have some fun. Just like you need to leave too. Yeah, I I honestly don't trust you or feel safe with this. Yeah, this is like, it kind of feels the... like you're making me think I'm in a world that I'm not in, and giving me a false sense of safety, and then you're pounce on me. Exactly, I'm like you're the second one here, and you're larger than the man over there, so I actually feel more more <laughs> at um no uncomfortable. Her. Yeah, I was gonna say more not at ease, and then I was like, "Shut up!" Too many words. <laughs> and she's gonna anyway. She's gonna be like, "How about you get out of here?" Like, not Billy Porter. <laughs> You've been in my house the whole time, and I genuinely don't know what you're doing here. And you're asking a lot of questions about the kitchen, yeah. and I don't know. <laughs> it's been all yeah. It's been all about the kitchen since you got here, and you keep asking me if these cabinets are shaker style. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Google it. <laughs> Google it. And where'd you come from? I know how he got here. At least you literally just popped up from underneath my cabinet. So did you? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, did you, how, what are you, I know, we know, we've talked about Nancy Myers and her kitchens. Did you feel that she, um, was okay to herself? It was okay. It was a little, it's a little modern for me. We didn't see really the Cameron Diaz. There was nothing. We, 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 we saw at the beginning when she sort of had the moment when she first got to the house. Right. A lot of black, a lot of metal. Yeah. No, she wasn't making any like really delicious. It's always like somebody making a really delicious meal with like, uh, with like the, um, the towel over their shoulder and then they go up to the person like, oh my God, taste this red sauce. It's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) yeah. They like kiss in the kitchen. But I, I did, I mean, obviously the cottage kitchen is very cute. But it's like yeah. it's but it's not what you come to think. No, of it's not that it's something like Nancy Myers, Myers, Myers kitchen. So I really is, I always think of her kitchens as being a lot more like um a lot brighter. I like yeah. warmer woods. Mm-hmm. I love uh white cabinetry and like mm-hmm. I love like a really like substantial island granite. Oh, probably, you gotta with, like, have really an enormous wonderful veining in it. That's really what I'm after. 
Um, so this was like a darker, more industrial, like modern take on like a kitchen, which is fine. And there's a place for that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't quite the full on like airy sort of L.A. fantasy that I wanted, but I was happy with it. You know, it was clearly a very expensive Well, we kitchen just didn't spend any for. time there. That's the thing. It's like the kitchen usually in a Nancy Myers joint is like the hub. And it was like it kind of was in the cottage. But again, you know, it, it really wasn't in L.A. So we we also have Kate Winslet sort of she meets Jack Black. He's dating Shannon Softman. What else is now? And oh, my God. Can I just tell you how much I loved Shannon Softman was oh, like a huge childhood crush for me. Or of course. Maybe not childhood, but like teenage crush for me. I was obsessed with her. Have you seen the rules of attraction? I think I don't remember. I think I did with James Vanderbeek. I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, that's a great movie. We should do that. I love that movie. But like she, that's the first time I saw her and I was like, oh, she's the hottest person to ever live and exist. And I'm obsessed with her. Um, And so her showing up here, I always forget that she's in this movie because she barely is. But my favorite part about the fact that like she, (laughs) when the favorite, my favorite thing that she does in this movie is when Kate Winslet and Jack Black are having their quote unquote meet cute and they Jack Black and Shannon Sossman drive up in the driveway to meet um, Kate Winslet. They're looking for Kate, but she's not there. There's like wind blowing in Kate Winslet's eyes and Jack Black is like, let me like pick out the dust from your eyes. Let me pick the wind from your eye, girl. Yeah. Um, And like, they're seeing the car. Maggie is Shannon Sossman and she's on the phone and she's chatting with her friend and Kate Winslet and Jack Black are chatting. And then she comes up and um, Jack Black is like, this is, this is my Maggie. And like, she doesn't really say anything. She like nods or like shakes her hands or whatever. And she's just like, are you ready? Like, and it was such a, it was so rude to me <laughs> that like she was in the car talking on her cell phone. As soon as she was done, she closed her phone because <laughs> it was a flip phone, closed her phone, got up, walked over to the two adults speaking <laughs> was like a 12 year old. Like, are you ready, daddy? Let's go. And I was like, you know, he's not ready. He came here because he wanted to like get something from the house. They've exchanged nothing and you're just walking up being like are you ready so fucking rude to me i don't think there was a hello even really no it's just like i'm done with you i got the guy girl yeah um (laughs) also on the plane over kate wins it's on the plane and like she's sort of she's seated on the plane she's nervous anxious about you know heading you know across the world i mean she's going to la you know, leap of faith. And then this guy who, I don't know, I guess is attractive. He's white and tall. So sure. <laughs> um, he said, he's, he comes uh, he approaches her and I see in her moment that she thinks he's attractive. And she's like, Oh my God. And her eyes get really big. And he kind of smirks at her and you think, Oh, you know, well, in my mind, you think this is a, a comedic movie. So no, that's not the guy she's going to, yeah. but like, then his girlfriend walks up behind him. So it's a moment where she realizes, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Not mm-hmm. the guy I'm going to be able to flirt with for the whole plane. But the girlfriend looks at her and the girlfriend shrugs her shoulders. Like, what? I didn't, nice I didn't try, girl. That. I don't know what to tell you. 
This mm-hmm. one's spoken for. And it's <laughs> like, you don't know what is. they were talking about. Like, that's a <laughs> lot of energy for like her just being pleasant to your like boyfriend who was who was in the wrong place and stopped at her seat. So it's like exactly Ed was giving her like sex eyes anyway. So it's yeah, like, you better like, keep your eye on that man as opposed to Kate. And she's like, sorry, Spencer. <laughs> um sorry you ugly loser oscar winner kate winslet like exactly one of well, the most beautiful exactly. women and like so talented kate winslet is so beautiful i was thinking oh, that no, i was watching the movie she's I, I feel like because gorgeous. she's such a like um i feel like she's such a chameleon that like it like her beauty doesn't get discussed you know mm-hmm. and obviously she's more than that i know but i just well yeah maybe it's a good thought, thing oh, so people lovely. talk about her work first which i think is amazing and like beautiful people beautiful people hate when people just talk about their beauty i know i don't i know I was just <laughs> uh, gonna say, i've been friends with a lot of them so i so i get it um, well you're friends with this one and it's like sometimes i wish people would talk about my accomplishments is there somebody behind you that you're talking about <laughs> oh you <laughs> yeah you're 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 a rare beauty <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're gorgeous. I love you. No. I always tell you how beautiful you are. <laughs> Brand, thank you. I love you. That was not an attempt to get you to tell me I'm beautiful. It literally was. <laughs> no, it By wasn't. Design. <laughs> I don't mind telling you though. I always say how pretty you are. You're I know pretty. you are. I know. Um, um and then we meet um Arthur who I didn't really think we've seen him earlier in the movie um, played by Eli Wallach um, mm-hmm. good, the bad, good, the bad, and the ugly um, so many movies, lots of Westerns, um, but like an acclaimed actor legendary. Yeah, I've seen him definitely. Um, and um, we have this uh, relationship that sort of develops between him and Kate Winslet's character. I mean, he has had sort of the life and career that I think she wants. She lets him into his house. He's he's uh, walking down the street. She asks him if he wants a ride. He makes a joke about not remembering where he lives. And I thought, that's alarming. Um, but she lets him in, you get into the house. I thought for half a second they were in this house and somebody's going to pop out and be like, who are you? Get out of my home. Uh, but it is his crib. And he's got a bunch of awards. And he has an Oscar like sitting in the window with all this sun beaming on it and Dave said look at just getting all that patina like, it's so true, um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> but um, she finds out that he's this award winning screenwriter and he ends up being super like inspirational for her and you know she talks to him about her romantic troubles about Jasper you know who's getting ready to get married to someone else and he basically says that guy's a fool and she's like oh why do you say that and he's like because he didn't pick you and I thought that was really sweet and I mean he sort of affirms her which is something that she desperately needs from like a personal standpoint but also from a professional standpoint and I think that this relationship he's a mentor and like a father figure and and I think that this relationship actually ends up sort of setting the groundwork for her to be the type of person who's ready to receive the love when Jack Black's character Miles is is put into a position of being able to give it to her. I think that that's a part of what this journey is for her is that he, through the affirmations that she receives from Arthur from a career standpoint and from a personal standpoint, I think it sort of, it fortifies her in a way. And I think it mm-hmm. makes her a person who, who believes that they are worthy of love, which I don't think that she arrives in LA as. So I think it's sort of like, it's the key to sort of her fully realized, like, you know, evolution and her being able to like step into this position where she can say, I am here. I'm a person who is worthy of love and of love in a way that totally. I get to help define. I and mean, so I think, like her spending three years being like 
hung up on a guy who has just been giving her, you know, little nuggets to just keep her on the line and like, you know, definitely like using her in a lot of ways professionally and personally and like, um, you know, sweet talking her so that, you know, he gets her to do what he wants her to do and like, you know, give notes on his book and all that kind of stuff. He's just so selfish and like being with someone like that for so long will, or they're not even together, but being obsessed with a person like that or in love with a person like that is just an absolute, you know, machine gun on your self-esteem like every day and so i i'm glad she does have this relationship with arthur to make her feel you look like, you look like an emotional janie did this I remind know. you did this remind <laughs> you of your your relationship with jeffrey epstein <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh this isn't the time i i know i want to i i again because i just want to make sure that everybody knows I have never had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. I, he and I have never met or been in the same room. So it's, this one's impossible to, 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 to pin on me, Bram. I still wanted more for you in that moment. I really wanted you to have that, but you're still, you're still sort of putting the pieces together. That's fine. That's fine. Hole doesn't have to look like what I think hole looks like. And we'll, we'll continue to, polish up those fragments and oh. we're going to end up with a beautiful mosaic <laughs> and to, I can't wait to watch you step into yourself and, and own your story for once uh, but for right now I'll play the lie game yeah you didn't know him so anyway <laughs> um, moving on um, <laughs> oh my god um, so there's a moment also because like this whole relationship with like Jude Law's character and Graham and uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz's character. It's like, this is like unnecessary, like back and forth. It's just like, what is it's, this? Figure it out. I know, they, it their, out. their conflict is so like, is so thin. Non-existent. It's like, they're both like oh, thin white he, people. So things are going to be fun. Things are going to be fine. And they're like, oh, things are hard because like, I don't want to get, I don't want things to get too complicated but whatever what's a little complication and then it's like oh you have kids and well, i love i love how they made him a widower as opposed to a divorcee oh yeah because no, i knew sure. such a choice to make him quote more sympathetic and just play into the trope that like you know people who get to get divorced are are flawed but someone who loses a partner is you know is more sympathetic and pure quote-unquote well, also because it's um, because it's literally like, first of all, you know, if he had a wife, it would have been like Fonka Jensen. You know it. Like his divorce <laughs> wife. You know she would have shown up in like some, Absolutely. some smart, like some smart pantsuit or like, a, no, it would have been like a really luxe, like cashmere sweater, probably um, in flowing mm. pants. Uh, very effortless. But it would have been like that moment. But I like that they didn't give him an ex-wife. Um, but I do think, yeah, it's a non because it's nothing you can say. That's what it is. It's because it's instantly like in the moment where she's like, tell me you were D-I-B-O-R-C-E-D. And then he's like, oh, that's because I'm not. My wife is D-E-A-B. You D-U-M-B-A-S-S. And then she's like, oh. That's not like entirely how it plays out. No. She asks him, are you D-I-B-O-R-C-E-D? And he's like, no, actually, I'm W-I-D-O. 
Uh, he's no, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the learned one. W I D O W E R. The widower, right? Did I fuck okay. that up? No, it doesn't matter. Wait. Um, w I D O W E R. Yay. That's what I said the first time. Sure. I hate you. You are at, you are manipulating me right now. No, no, you probably did. I honestly didn't even. I honestly really didn't even hear you the first time. I'm sure you did. You said it so fast because you're so good at spelling. I missed oh it. Oh my god. I I I want I I want bad things for you. This is how I'm feeling. Right you now. are good at spelling. You spelled it right. I'm, I, Jane, I'm serious. You are. You spelled it right. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the widower. On the second time, you got it. No, I got the first time you asked. We have to look at the tapes. We have to look on the tapes now. But whatever. Yeah, Tara, um, Tara, 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 cut that out and just make it so that I confidently spell it right the first time. Tara, leave all of that in, including her her campaign of terror, where she tries to get you to rewrite history and make everybody think that she knows how to spell words. Leave it all and also take out in. the part where you are implying very, very heavily that I've had and that I had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> his face. I wish you people could see his face right now. So I thought that in the scene when Cameron Diaz comes over to the house, I think that she's so like. She's so smug when she shows up. First of all, you don't even know what you want with this person. You've said it multiple times. How? You told him you were. Can leaving. we go back to the? Can we go back to the very first question? She's never been to his house. How the hell does she know where he lives? She probably. You well, you know. I mean, she's at his sister's home, so it's possible that like she stumbled upon something that maybe had his address on or something, right? Like maybe like a date book or something. He's a male. Sure, it's possible. But again, if they don't answer, they could have thrown that in. Yeah. Like one shot of her reading a piece of mail or something. Um, You're right. She shows up at his house unannounced. And then also she's so like, at the fact that he has kids and she's like, it's like, you didn't tell me you had kids. It's like, what is this? Why do you think you need to know this? You're going back to the States. I don't have to share with you like the painful details of like my wife passing and like <laughs> me trying to put together the pieces of my life and raise my kids. Like, why are you, what, that's information that maybe, you know, Granville's is, you know, reserved for like a significant other and like not something he wants to get into with you. If like he wants to keep things light and breezy, if this is what it's going to be. And you said, this is what you wanted it to be. So it's like, I don't know why you feel like you would be privy to that information is absolutely his choice to share it or not but does she get mad that he i don't feel like she's a little like she's a little missed she's a little myth when she shows up and she she gives him the full-on like that look that your parent gives you when like they are a parent teacher and you had to wait outside and the teacher wanted to talk to him and you know that the teacher was like Great student, very spirited. I mean, sometimes I do have to wrangle them in a little bit, like when it comes to, you know, getting back on topic. And of course, you know, they made the D on their spelling on their spelling B last week. But, you know, and then the parent opens a door and like they give you that look with those eyes. Like, yeah, we had a real good conversation, me and Miss Johnson. Um, we can help debrief you on it on the way home. How about that? Uh, and here's the headline. There's no CC's pizza tonight, baby. Um, so it's those bulging eyes of like I just I just found out a new piece of information but I don't want to you know I don't want to rip you apart in front of your kids Um, well I also think 
um she originally when she goes there she originally thinks there's another woman there and so oh for sure she's like she's like are you married i think but she's way her. more prepared oh i didn't even think that she thought are you married i thought that she, she thought asked him but i mean no but i mean in. oh i wait oh yeah no no but before that when she first comes to the door and he opens the door and his sh- I get what they were going for, but I don't understand why he was all flustered and why his shirt was like half undone. Anyway, <laughs> once the reveal came, it was like, what were you doing? Um, but <laughs> but he like he answers the door and he's all like red faced. He's like, hi. And it's like, why are you being so weird? And then it's and then she's like, oh, like, are, is there someone here? And she's like, look, cool. Of course, whatever. And she's very like. She's doing a lot of deflecting, a lot mm-hmm. of like managing of the situation. She's trying to back away, let this be what it's going to be. And then the little girls pop up and then it's like, oh, you didn't tell me about this. So it's like she was almost more prepared for him to just be hooking up with like a rando than she was right. for the reality of this. And she was right. more willing to accept that. And um, I think that like, you know, obviously like the realization of kids makes it like real in a different type of way. And you have to sort of, you can't run away. You have to lean into it. Especially once the kids are like, please come in and have dinner with us. We've never had a mommy and we'd love to meet you. (laughs) Just two little British girls. (laughs) And And they're like, like, we love the way you smell, Amanda. Come lay in our tents. We don't have many female influences around here. Will you be our new mother? And it's like, whoa, girl. Your dad's just like pretty great in bed. And so I wanted to like see where that was going. But this has created a very new reality for me. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Mr. Napkin Head? I I was going to say one of the kids like hands her like their deceased mother's like wedding ring <laughs> it's like put this on this will make it real <laughs> we'll put some toilet paper on your head and it will look like your van we'll put daddy in a top hat and we'll marry you right here <laughs> it's like this is too much it's a lot and then you and mentioning toilet paper on the head you want to mention mr napkin head which was actually really adorable I thought Mr. Nuggethead was really cute. I was like, I was like fifth, I was like 50-50 on whether you would hate it or think it was cute. So I, was oh, I thought it was adorable. I was like, oh, it's Mr. So Nuggethead's cute. cute. Yeah. And he's like, because also like, it's like, show. I feel like Jude Law has like young kids. I wonder if that was like, I don't know. Also, well, Jude Law actually has a daughter named Iris, apparently, which I thought oh, was Oh, really? Sweet. That's cute. I also I love the little girl warning her, like, you're gonna be laughing your ass. I that was so cute. She's like, This is the funniest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> I was like, it Yes, was really girl. Cute. Hype up your dad. I loved that energy. Right. It's so cute. And and then we also have Kate Winslet at uh attending the last blockbuster. They were actually using the defibrillator on it to try and keep it alive <laughs> a little bit longer. She's at the blockbuster. We get a cameo from Dustin Hoffman, who yeah. is sometimes maligned and uh, sometimes <laughs> celebrated. Uh, some stuff come out in recent years that makes That's him a not complicated sure with him. <laughs> uh, figure. He was one of my favorite actors, so it's always a little like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but apparently he just showed up on the lot or he was nearby. And so they threw him in, which I thought was really funny. Um, it was really funny. And like Jack Black is like singing like uh, a Simon and Garfunkel song from The Graduate. Mrs. Robinson, and, I think. Mrs. Yeah. Robinson. Um, I think, yeah, one of those. I mean, they but, the whole soundtrack, but that's a good point. I'll do so. But have you seen The Graduate, Jane? It's one of my all time favorite movies. Really? Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I've loved that movie for a really long time. 
and oh, it, that's she's, what I, not, she's not new to it she's not new no to no it. i just meant like so i that's saw, unusual for you because you don't i know because it's an older movie but it, it but i found the music to it first when i was like in early high school and so i became really obsessed with the soundtrack and then i was like well i guess i should watch the movie and i just loved the movie i mean and bancroft is like a is a is a she's i i i love her she's great she's incredible. She's amazing yeah she's so beautiful like oh my god well, we'll say we like, should save the story of Joan Crawford accepting the Oscar on behalf of Anne Bancroft. It was it's a long story. We can't get into it now. We'll save it for our other podcast that's okay. you know in the works, lightly bubbling. Uh everybody look out for that. Um we talk <laughs> about um certain things. We're not gonna tell you the name because somebody may steal it, but I think we already said it on uh it's trademarked. Don't <laughs> you know our you know we we we're we're wealthy, we have lawyers on retainer, so we don't have to we find extremely litigious we're not gonna be using sarkeesian and sarkeesian which is just a company that i see advertising when we sometimes go visit friends who live uh in indiana but it's a that's a real company but we've got bigger uh, lawyers uh, <laughs> we've got bigger fish to fry <laughs> we've got them the other day he called i had the lawyer call on and he was like hey you said i'm a retainer and no one's paid me and i was like yeah you just stay on retainer and he was like because we don't know what that means (laughs) he's like you literally have to give me money you can't just keep paying it you posted something about it on social media and you added us like what are you doing (laughs) we need you there baby (laughs) (laughs) it's like I feel like this is more of a flex than anything for you it's like nobody's suing you for anything because you couldn't be less important (laughs) it's like no it's like I got like a envelope filled with assorted partially used gift cards is in it and then a piece of paper that just said wink wink do you think this is a payment <laughs> like did you get the unlimited breadsticks or not because <laughs> i'm not giving up my partially used gift card sorry sorry <laughs> you've been paid um so kate winslet's at the at the blockbuster she's got on basically it's dental floss this is the thinnest scarf since jennifer love hewitt's uh bare naked video um and it is it's hanging on by a thread um and she's they put this baby scarf on her that i'm like why'd y'all do that i would have just gone no i'm not wearing it don't give me a thin you, scarf that does nothing i hate this you scarves. know but that but that was like the moment i know i don't want to see them anymore though it's over i don't want that trend to come back <laughs> that's one of my least favorite trends is Are like doing scarves that? with all this shit's coming back Oh God! I don't want like a scarf with an inch width. I don't that's a that choking hazard. What that is? Don't. <laughs> so, so that's going on. And then we've got Jack Black being full on wacky, and we've got Cubans up being like, "I could fall in love with this wacky guy." Yeah. Um, it's full on school of rock, shaggy hair, Jack. Um, but it's not because it's a very watered. No, you know he probably was. These scenes also feel very improvised. So, like, yeah. you know that it was like Nancy being like, just like, just do your. Do what you, you know, do. You know why we hired but, you. And but also, like, like let's it, make though. you likable to everybody. We're going to water it down a little bit, though. No <laughs> F-bombs. Um, so that's so this scene takes place. And then he sees his girlfriend, literally Shannon Sossman, just on the street with some dude, like, walking down the street from inside the blockbuster. And he runs outside. <laughs> and, like, there's this, like, conversation that we can't hear, but we can, you know, surmise what's happening. And she's, like, and sort I of think this is Christmas Eve. Um, is that right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And he thinks that she's like on location in New Mexico filming because she's an actress and like turns out she's been back and like dating this like rando, you know, dude. And it's it's like a sad scene as she, you know. It is, but to play a little bit of Debbie's ad, because um, right. you know You did it for you did it for Epstein, you'll do it here. Didn't understand. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Oh, like he is kind of on a date with another woman too. Oh, just friends. Yeah, they're but just friends. Yeah, yeah. I guess she's like very touchy with the um with the unnamed suitor. So that's the difference, I guess. But certainly, like when Kate and like when he's saying goodbye after Hanukkah dinner and like by the way, I'm just gonna stop you. I just so you know, I think it's pronounced Chanaka, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's good to hear from a Jewish person to let me know. Lahain, um, just of course. <laughs> that's that's actually Lahaim. Like it's like the band, but you just put and then, it's like a French version of the band. Lahaim. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. we, love to, we love to hear it and that means um, to life you know so oh mm-hmm. okay i love it <laughs> i only know that from like um <laughs> i don't know from something yeah look it up girl what's going on there's a song that's like lahayam to life I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. This is not interesting. <laughs> but I don't know any Hebrew. <laughs> um, just, just to like clear myself of any responsibility. <laughs> I know nothing about any religion. <laughs> um, You're good, Shane. You're good. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> we're talking about the breakup between them. And like you were saying, oh, he's on a date too. Oh, like after the Hanukkah dinner, Jack Black like lingers on a kiss on um, Kate Winslet's cheek oh, sure. and then like for has sure. it. So it's like, I don't like, I understand that like he has the right to be upset or whatever, but I don't necessarily feel like his character, Miles, is like totally above board. He's Yeah, I mean, he her. hadn't crossed any lines. He wasn't walking no. around holding hands with her. No. And no. he also wasn't like lying about what he was doing, you know, mm-hmm. and he was fully in communication with her the whole time. So I get what you're saying though like i mean there clearly maybe was not quite like uh, like these people weren't equally yoked in some way like they weren't necessarily meant for each other um but yeah i guess com- what i'm saying is like they were both seemed to be out searching for or you know like i i know that they did that because they needed to establish that like the relationship between jack Black and kate winslet you know has romantic Potential, um, yeah. Potential, yeah. But I don't no, think he did sure. anything wrong. Like, honestly, I'm just like stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. You're doing your job. And then um for once. And then we have um <laughs> and then we have um we have him getting like this phone call. They're like out eating sushi, I believe. And mm. he gets a phone call and he runs away. He's like, it's the girlfriend or it's the ex-girlfriend at this point. And, um, and he's like, I have to go. And like, Dave was like, he better be going to break up with her. Um, <laughs> of course he was. Of but course then he I, was. I could see a universe where it was like, 
we got back together and then they extended the movie a little bit longer where he like where he eventually you know breaks up with her but the thing is is that Kate Winslet's character was in LA for too short of a time for them to do that so Maggie by the way um, that was Shannon Sossman's character's name. Yeah. yeah. So Maggie and also Jasper shows up in LA unexpectedly. Like Ugh. it's a lot. This is a lot of energy for somebody who literally just like he is just Engage like the worst. It's like where's your where's your fiance? You flew here from England, sir. This is too like, much. This is too much. And also like on Christmas, I think. Like, yeah. Like how many lies did you have to tell? Like, I know to get where you are right now. <laughs> like so fucking. I say that like any more than like one or two people care what I'm doing at any given time. <laughs> like I could I, probably disappear that, with a couple text messages. No, you could not. You absolutely you don't think so? No. Because I would absolutely be like, what's this energy? You're just leaving, go to LA. Like what, what's happening? Like what's going on? I would have to, I would have too many questions for you to, you to be able to just leave for two weeks. Me going there. So if I was going to England because I met someone, you, and I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm taking the trash out. And then I just like went to England. Would you, you wouldn't just forget about me and pass out on the couch? Mm, you know, turkey call you know- you know, I would never stop calling you until you picked up your phone and explained to me what the fuck just happened. <laughs> and if I answered my phone and I was like, take it, Jay. <laughs> I, I would get Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson on the horn. Don't get Liam Neeson. I don't know who that is, but then I would get <laughs> I would get the original Liam Neeson. Jane, I'm after him. <laughs> <laughs> He's been taken. <laughs> He's been taken. That is. I'm on the South Shore line. <laughs> this guy's not getting away with it. I'm taking this bloke down. <laughs> Why is he on the South Shore line? Because that's where they're, ta- they're like, taking me. Somewhere. Get a car. <laughs> <laughs> they're taking him to Elmhurst. Like, I'm gonna get you, him. <laughs> if you are, if the South Shore line does not go down. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe it does, but I don't think it does. Oh, um, I'm taking him to Gary. I'm <laughs> taking him to Gary to the Jackson Five home. <laughs> and I want him back. So I'm going to track him down. <laughs> if Liam Neeson is like, if I'm pulling him in in like a taken situation, I will. He can use my car. He doesn't need to take. He can use your husband's car. Like there are other. He's options. dead in this scenario. <laughs> He's like, oh, Dave's got a bullet in his. Dave's got a bullet in his head. And Brian has been manapped. <laughs> I gotta find him. Can I ask why in this um, situation why Dave was killed and you were saved? Wrong place, wrong time. They came here looking for codes for government codes. And they felt like that might be something you would have. They knew it was something I had because I have them right now. <laughs> like I have codes for like and, the, the atom bomb and stuff. <laughs> and Dave would have no idea about that. No. And I have missile launching codes too. <laughs> for what? And for where? For I have a mission code for, for the Apollo 7. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was that one of the makes... ones that that was one of the ones that I don't think they actually were still working kings out, but I still have the codes and it can still it's like, you know, it's a really old I don't really think old... space shuttles have missiles. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, I'm wrong. Do. 
Apparently, so Apollo they 7 have does. two jobs at once. But we're way past Apollo 7. That's an old ship. That's what I said. I said that. I said Rocket it. ship. <laughs> so you're not saying anything new because I already said that's an old one. But I'm just saying I got that. I got all sorts of stuff. So if they're looking for like, a, you know, someone to, you know, provide this, that kind of information, you're not going to, you know, I'm not WikiLeaks, you know. <laughs> This must be so nice for people to listen to two of the smartest people they know. Um, really, to be like, oh, <laughs> now when they know something new about me that I shouldn't have actually probably said on a nationally syndicated <laughs> podcast with what? How many did we have last time? One point five million listeners um, <laughs> a week on our last, yeah, on our last episode. Yeah. Last time we checked, <laughs> you know. I mean, and that's probably why we're doing ads for things like Mister Clean. Are your floors dirty? Oh, no more. <laughs> don't give free ad space. Yeah, don't Take interrupt it. paid ads. I got yeah paid for that. <laughs> Wait, they I did pay me in rubles say. though. I'm not. Did you? <laughs> did you see all the fucking Pepsi AC around this whole damn movie? Everybody's popping Pepsi AC. <laughs> oh my god, it reminds me of that movie we watched with that Tiny Tim man. With all the comet in it, all the comet, yeah. Although I think Epson AC actually did pay for some of this movie. I don't. I think comet paid for that one too. (laughs) (laughs) I think if we asked comet now, they would never admit it. Low key, comet. My grandmother used to clean with comet all the time, and it really does work. And it actually has a really like nice smell to it. And by nice smell, I mean not nice, but like a chemically smell that I'm used to. That no, I I have the same reaction to when I smell like powdered bleach like that. I'm like, oh, it's fucking clean in here. <laughs> I'm That's like, how this you know is it's great for real. So and then um, so shocker at the end of the movie, we have you know we have Graham, Graham and Amanda mm-hmm. end up together, and you know our girl Iris ends up with Miles, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then there's this moment at the end of the movie where they're all together for the holidays because obviously um, we have well, Iris New and Graham. Eve, are, New Year's Eve, Christmas. sorry. Mm-hmm. Iris and Graham are, you know, they're siblings, so they all end up back in England, and there's a moment where, like, clearly Nancy Myers was like, let's just get some shots of you dancing, and it's unscripted, yeah. and it's clearly unscripted, mm-hmm. and, like, it's, like, weird, and then Dave, like, said, he was like, what's happening? Because it's just, like, the four of them, like, dancing around, he's like, what is this kind of turn into? Some swingers thing? And it's like, oh, <laughs> Technically, it would be called incest because two of these people are related by blood. And oh, they started God. dying laughing, and it was a really funny moment. Um, that's humor in our home. Uh, but I was like, we're not going to call this. We're going to call this a swinging moment. When you tell this story to a friend, there's details that change it. Okay. Yeah. You're like, course. I swung last night. It's like, oh. Woo-hoo. Oh, I'd love to know the group that you. It's like, oh, well, um, <sighs> so you know my brother, right? <laughs> Who you're so, related to? Your 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 brother. He's very good looking. Anybody would lucky to have him. Please continue the story. Um, well, hi. I guess I'm anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I had a night where we forgot bloodlines. Uh, <laughs> Okay, the way that you said we had a night where we forgot bloodline, it it it, it caused me to pause because it sounded like a CBS drama I didn't know about. <laughs> oh, there was a Netflix show called Bloodline. That's probably what you're thinking was of. there. Okay, well, Chandler <laughs> and Sissy Spacek, absolutely. Oh, well, for some reason I was like, I thought you were talking about a television show. <laughs> it took me a minute. 
but um you're sick (laughs) (laughs) he shirked the laws of nature for a moment (laughs) we (laughs) we faced off against the last taboo (laughs) (laughs) anyways i would love to ask you brandon yeah of course i would yeah would you watch this movie again? Yeah, absolutely. This is like, yeah, it's a holiday movie. It's like it was of really, course. it was sweet. It was charming. Um, we love a holiday rom com. There's no reason to skip this movie. Of course, there's funny, ridiculous things about it, but it's like the it's like just part of the Nancy the Nancy verse, which is again a warm hug of a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I'm glad we both have chosen a, Nan- a Nancy Myers movie for each other. You know. I okay, so oh, this, sorry, this is the part of the show where I have to give Jane my movie. So we're one more holiday film. Okay, I'll tell you that. Okay, yeah, because this that'll air on New Year's Eve. We're gonna do it. Finally, we're gonna we're gonna pull off the band-aid. Jane, next week I am gonna have you watch Die Hard. <gasps> okay. I'm really excited because I've been wanting to watch this movie literally my whole life. So I'm just very, very excited. This is a good choice. Okay. Okay, this yeah. will be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Okay, I know it's Bruce fun. Willis. That's about it. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> All right. This was a fun episode. I had a lot of fun talking to you. I learned a lot of stuff about you. Um, Always. I tried to call you out and call you the floor on a couple of different things. It didn't quite Same work out here. the way that I planned. And like I think we're both sort of as slippery as an eel, <laughs> as they would say. Um, we we both do our, our, our best to... <laughs> get out of it so (laughs) all right well thank you guys thank you for listening thank you for sticking with us to the end we hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about the holidays we hope you guys have had an incredible holiday will have an incredible holiday and we love you we would love for you to follow us on instagram and facebook at movies we miss and of course our very very active twitter at mwm chat and we will see you next week for die hard bye 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 This is our house. Don't worry about what we do.